Hello, hello, hello world, and welcome back after a long delay, a long wait, a big break. Welcome back to the Run These Streets podcast. I'm your host, Chris Spells, and woo, we are in December of 2020. What in the world? The last time we talked was uh, episode four. Right, I was, right after I ran the May miles, um, 164 miles in May, that was the most I had done ever, and we recapped, and that was in May, and I was getting ready to run the Breaking 4 project, and I guess I got to give you guys updates in case you have not uh, kept up. So, in June on Father's Day... Ran a marathon, the virtual OC marathon uh, course that was mapped out by myself. And I ran with the help of my family and friends. Uh, with with uh, They were pacing me. And uh, it was an amazing experience. And I finally, finally, finally broke down the barrier and ran a 358 marathon. Uh, it was such an incredible moment to finally finish it. Um, and it was just so surreal because it's not, it was not your ideal or not, I wouldn't even say ideal. It was actually great. It wasn't your typical race format, virtual. So I was the only running along with my friends who were pacing me on and off. And, uh, my family was there. My wife and my daughter were there. My mom was there. Uh, it was just oh, so good. So that finally happened. And then the, uh, let's see, the best way to sum it up is the pandemic continued, right? So um, no 4th of July race, which I usually have planned. Nothing going on all summer long except for heat and training. And I got to be honest, it was pretty pretty down at sometimes. Um, just from a training standpoint, it's really hard to, con- to stay consistent and stay motivated when there's nothing on the horizon. And in each race that I would think would be the next one would get marked off, right? Canceled, canceled, canceled. Um, so, but that's all right. I, I refound my joy in uh, cycling. I've had a bike. I, I used to bike to work every day, actually. Um, but now I'm using it as a supplement to my training. And it's been, it's been great. It's been low impact, still get the cardio benefits, uh, and I very much enjoy it. So that has definitely helped. That helped push me through the little rut that I was in uh, and get us through to December, which is where we are now. And and again, uh, not only was there a pandemic, Southern California uh, had one of the worst fire seasons it, it's ever had. And it was you know 100 degrees for, I think, like 16, 16 out of 20 days or something like that. Uh, it was smoky. There was multiple fires in the area, red flag warnings. The air quality was um, in unhealthy ranges. And so for a while, I think there was a probably seven to 10 day, I, I had to look back, seven to 10 day window where I didn't do uh, running or cycling. And it kind of kind of sucked, but there was no, running was not an option. Being outside longer than getting to and from the car or walking up to work was not an option. It was just that bad out here. Um, and so getting through that and getting back on some type of training program, um, has been nice. Um, 
but it, it was definitely challenging. So if you're out there and this year has gotten the best of you, you didn't hit your goals or your, your yearly mileage goals, or um, maybe you're not having been as consistent. You are not the only one that, that, that is what this year has done um, amongst a variety of things, but strictly in a training standpoint, it's very, very hard to stay consistent. So whatever you're doing, congratulate yourself as we get to this end of the year we're in december here and we start to look towards 2021 where we hopefully have some races on the horizon hopefully have some events that are coming up so you know pat yourself on the back don't be too down on yourself um, and know that this is for me at least i never had a year this unique um, and challenging Um, and so whatever you have done whatever we have all done as a running community as athletes as humans we did it and we are going to move forward and be even stronger. So I guess that brings us to where we are uh, now. So now it's December. Um, my yearly mileage goal is approaching. It's a thousand miles. That was the goal to run a thousand miles for the year. I'm closing down that. So yeah, that's where we are. Um, and that leads me into the current state of affairs which is, well, I'll, I'll bring in my, my good friend Enrique here, Mr. Easy, Mr. AZ, to talk about what we got going on here. Uh, without further ado, Enrique's out of our, what's going on? Hey, Chris, thanks for having me, man. This is awesome. First time on the, on the pod. First time in any, on any pod. This is, you are technically the first guest on really? the Run These Streets podcast ever, yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. I, I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, you reached out to me about a challenge for December and I was excited that you considered me because um, it was just awesome to be involved in challenge, you know, competitive uh, nature that we both have. I was like, all right, cool. I'm in for whatever, you know, whatever it takes is something that you started. And I kind of like, I like it because I love Avenger stuff. So I was like, I'm in. Uh, so the challenge, you know, uh, I think simply put, you match a mile for the date and we're going up to 10 or 13. I'm still kind of on the fence. You're going yeah. up to 13 for sure. Yep. yep. But basically, so today is the fourth. We both ran four miles tomorrow. I've not run my four miles yet. Oh, you haven't? Okay, I have not I'm run sorry. mine yet. Yes, yes. I ran it this morning. I saw that. Um, but yeah, so that's the idea. Um, and then from, once we reach 10, 13, or once you reach 13 and me, you know, like I said, I'm on the fence. We'll see. We'll see. But once we reach that, that peak, we come down, you know, 12, 11, 10, 9, all the way down to one for the month of December. And uh, I was like, all right, cool. And uh, so far we're four days in and I feel pretty good about, you know, where I'm at, but uh, that's where we're at. Yeah. That was the challenge that uh, you proposed to me in four, yeah, four days in feeling good, you know, five, I think the most interesting going forward is like when you shared that video of um, the guy who ran 10 miles every day for a month. Yep. For 30 days. For 30 days. Insane. Insane. But you know, that was, that's creeping, creeping into my mind of like, obviously as we get closer to, I'd say probably our, that 13, 10 mile mark, the legs are going to, for sure. Like it's all going to become a mental game for sure. Correct. Yeah. And that's kind of, I mean, for me talking about like the why, um, so, so why would, you know, what's the point? Right. And for me, 
I set a yearly goal to run a thousand miles, which would, which is more than I have ever run um, in a set calendar year. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to, we don't, we haven't had a, I honestly had no idea you were there for LA marathon. Like yeah, who would have known that LA marathon would have been like the last <laughs> official race of the year, like crazy. So while I am, I'm, when, I, when we started this challenge, I was only eight miles away from hitting my thousand miles for the year. So that's good. But I still felt like, you know, get something going and, and, and just keep, if anything, keep me on schedule. Cause yeah. like when there's no, when I'm not set on a, uh, when I'm not set on a race, uh, a race training schedule, it's, I'm not as regimented. So I'll still run. It's just like, Oh, today, maybe I'll run a 10 K maybe mm-hmm. I'll run three miles. Maybe, so whatever. So if I have this as it's, it's laid out for me today, you're running four miles tomorrow, you're running five miles. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that part of it. And, um, since LA marathon 2021 was officially moved back, uh, from March to March to May, uh, now that I don't, and my February race, which is, um, surf city was also moved to September. Um, I, I, now I think the next official race on my calendar is May. So had, had some time and I figured, you know what, that's in this month strong. So, uh, like you said, it's one through 13 or 10 and back down. Uh, (laughs) if you go up to 10, it's a hundred miles, um, on a 19 day run streak. Yeah. And if you go up to 13, it's 169 miles on a 25-day run streak. Uh, today, I will say I was a little uh, bummed out because so the Whoop, which uh, you recommended to me and I got it, you know, my recovery percent was pretty bad today. Yeah. Like 40-something. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I was bummed because I, I did a pretty good job about going to sleep at a reasonable time yesterday. So I was like, okay, recovery should be okay. So I was like, I guess a little demotivated to run, but I was like, I was thinking about, you know, whatever it takes, David Goggins, all this stuff. Yep. And I felt good once I got going, uh, in, on my run, but then the around two and a half mile mark legs were a little heavy. And I was like, Oh, there's like the recovery, like not having the, the length, but it's okay. I finished strong. Like, which has always been a thing of mine of finishing my runs pretty strong. So like yeah. that last half mile, so three and a half mile mark, I was like half mile finished strong, which I was happy about. So you brought up some, some good things about the whoop and, and recovery. And I guess I haven't talked about maybe the whoop since the last podcast, but quick, quickly, the whoop band, um, biometric um, processing of your body. It's on 24 hours a day. You wear it on your wrist. And it helps tell you recovery scores, respiratory rate, resting heart, resting heart rate, all these different things. And it has definitely played a part in training. You talked about your whoop scores. What, what have they been up? You said today was a little lower. What about before, before today? Yeah. So uh, I've gotten better about like, like trying to get better recovery scores. And like, I've kind of, even though, in a way, some of it, it's always sometimes the simplest answer of like literally just be consistent with time you go to bed and like um, don't go to bed so freaking late. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. But like seeing, I think sometimes the numbers of like, oh, the, the negative effects of poor, like poor sleep schedule mm-hmm. kind of to me is like it reinforces like, bro, you really have to be smart about your sleep. If yeah. You, 
especially with with this challenge like you have to be smart about it like you can't lollygag and like oh yeah i don't work tomorrow until five o'clock let me just stay up until the sun comes up and playing video games like you can't do that yeah you'll be able to perform like you're just gonna mess yourself you're gonna you're gonna kill yourself yep it's being really draining so yeah today was 37 percent, and like i was pretty like bummed out about that but like regardless um like the last seven days i've had some pretty good recovery 74 93 one day 71 um so the the yeah i've liked seeing the good recoveries and like i'm like i said i'm starting to figure out what i need to do and i started taking melatonin stuff like before bed and that, that's helping with yep. the recovery and then as uh i texted you about like the still trying to learn about the heart rate var- variability because like that's what whoop has said they use to score your recovery yep high yeah. hrv high recovery yeah. score exactly. yeah, it's, it's supposed to be the one of the main indicators of your body's um ability and readiness to take on um what More they strain. classify as strain, but yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's activity, um, exertion, all that stuff. Exactly. And, um, I think, I guess one thing that, uh, I guess it, I would say it benefits me in that it's a pretty good warm up in that. So Costco, I work at Costco, like always walking, always moving. Uh, the benefits of that is like, you know, the leading up to, let's say if I work and then run after work, I'm pretty warm and I could, I don't need to necessarily do too much warming up prior to the run. Yeah. But on the flip side, what I've noticed is like the negative is that some days where I, where I have bad recovery and I work like six or eight at Costco and then run, like my strain is 19, 20. Yep. Like who tells you like, Oh, like not that it's bad, but it's like, Hey, you've built a lot of strain with very little recovery. Like you're overtraining. Like you may want to try and match, like a high recovery day with low strain to try to offset or stuff like that. Yep. And it's super useful too. Cause like prior to this month, like I've done that in previous months where it's like, Oh, uh, I don't have much slated for my schedule today. So I can go low strain with this, like, you know, 70 ish recovery score and like be good for tomorrow going forward. Even if like tomorrow I had a poor recovery cause like right. today. Right. Uh, so super useful. Like, I haven't gotten this and like um i'm trying to remember what are the bite like because so we already talked about heart, heart rate variability well, i guess the sleep like if it, it, it tells you what you need like your sleep need like if you're so that's good to see too yeah i, I think like you, you brought up a good point in the day strain um so i've always been a believer in waking up earlier and getting you know getting the workout in or whatever um, but life makes it pretty hard, um, to do that, whether you're stressed, whether you got work, um, for me, I got two-year-old and, uh, she sleeping is not sleeping throughout the night is not her strongest point at the moment. So yeah. like, it's harder. Right. But, um, so most of my day, most of my days, actually I'm running midday now, like a lunch break type of thing. Um, and it's definitely different, right? Because the, the idea is that people say you wake up and you do your workout first because you're giving your your fresh body, you're giving a fresh body into your workout. And then when you wear your whoop band or you're paying attention to recovery scores or whatever, you get to see that because if you're running at five o'clock and let's say you've been, you know, like you said, at work all day or you've been even in stressful meetings all day, your run at five o'clock is going to be harder 
than it would would have been in the morning. Um, obviously, it's not saying it's like it's super easy to get up in the morning, but still, like, <laughs> it and it makes a difference. Or like, there's times when I um, I built a good amount of strain, and I had a, like I think it was like two days ago. So two days ago was a two mile run, which is nothing um, for, for for us right now. If you're running two miles out there, nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying yeah. for the context of this challenge. Two miles is uh, yeah, a quite small amount. Don't compare yourself to us. Compare that's correct. To the robbery of joy, I believe, is what you said. That's correct. Yeah. Um, and so I ran a two miler, which it didn't even register on the whoop because it has an auto. Yeah, has, I know. <laughs> and it only it only picks up stuff at over twenty minutes, and so it wasn't over twenty, which is cool. Um, but that whole day, actually, I ended up uh, I was like setting up stuff around the house, like doing Christmas stuff and like up in the garage, move it up and down the ladder. And I went in at the end of the night. Um, and it's like, your activity is processed. And I was like, what? Oh, dude. <laughs> and, all, the, all the time. And, and I was like, all the time hustling around the house and all that stuff. Um, which I wouldn't think about, but made my heart rate jump up to a level for more than 20 minutes that yeah. is usually associated with the workout. So I thought that was interesting. And then you get a high strain score without actually doing exercise, but it just makes you remember like exercise, planned exercise is not the only factor in your day. Yep. So, Absolutely. yep. Um, all right. So I'm going to transition a little bit. So we're, as we're doing this challenge here, what, what, what do you think is going to be the most challenging part of it uh i mean i, I think that i think in general it's a lot of miles in a short yeah. amount of time um it's a run streak which is always brings these unique challenges i've only done one i'd only done one run streak before this and it started i think july what were we in 2020 july 2018 i was like yeah i think runner's world uh <laughs> the instagram had like a run thing and it's like run for 30 days or 40 days it's like yeah it's easy and i was still pretty much a rookie runner at that point and uh i just did things that like by day six i was like uh-oh <laughs> and like i couldn't even i remember the next day i was like just run one mile and i couldn't do it because i was like just hurting so anywho what do you what do you what do you think what do you got uh for me i would say it's the everyday run because much of my running is like how you said earlier, uh, with no run, with no official runs on the schedule on the slate. You just kind of had unstructured running, which is much of what my running is prior to this month. It's just unstructured, like however many, like you know, I'll run this amount, but it's like sometimes every other day, maybe two days in a row. So this month, the challenge for sure is like the structured, like you run every day. Yep. So that. Uh, just being consistent is going to be, I think, hurdle one. Hurdle two, for sure, is I going to say like the coming down or even like as you get into the double digit, 10, 11, 13, or, you know, 9, 10 right there and then coming back down. Yep. So like the, so the 8, 9, 10, 9, 8 would be the in consecutive days, right? Yeah. 8 miles, 9 miles, 10 miles nine miles, eight miles in five days. Uh, yep. It's a big peak It is and on top of the fact that you've already run the seven days prior to that. Yeah. Um, and then seven days after that. Yeah. So the, those are the two, I think, biggest hurdles for sure. And then like, I guess looking ahead to the completion is not so much a hurdle, uh, but uh, yeah, not really a hurdle, but also like, a, I guess a, a, a goal, obviously like, so 
previous month was like 64, I think miles in a month. Mm-hmm. As far as I know is my like personal best. And regardless of what mileage route I take, whether I go up to 10 or up to 13, both will be personal best. So 10 nice. will be a hundred miles in a month. And if I go up to 13, you said 160, 169, 169. Um, obviously one's, you know, freaking like a lot more double even a huge bigger accomplishment if i did that which even saying those words out loud makes me feel pretty good so i I'm very, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and for the memes too like oh wow look 169 guys um <laughs> nice <laughs> but regardless yeah that the strain itself of like so those three those two in combination with what the end result is going to be is like my biggest hurdles of like, you're running every day. And then when you get to the buildup and then coming down, like in that four or five day span, you're putting up like, you know, 30, whatever, something miles, let's say, or 30, 40, you know, eight, nine, 17, 27. Yeah. Carry the two. Carry the two. So you get what I'm saying, but like Mm -hmm. that, just thinking of it now, like that's going to be tough. And then it's like, it's going to just be all mental once you get in that window of the challenge. Like, it's just literally like, who cares what your legs feel like, dude? Like just finish. Just finish it. Yeah. The uh, eight, nine, 10, nine, eight portion is 44 miles in five days. There you go. So there's that. Um, Yeah. For, for me, it's, uh, I don't know how to say it. Like my legs are going to be heavy. They're not now. Uh, well, I haven't run my four mile yet today. Uh, again, full <laughs> disclosure, but um, I think it, for me, the mental part is going to be hard, but like, I also enjoy a challenge. So it's like, I'm, I'm hyped up for that. But like, I also tend to, when I get to certain markers, so like when I ran three yesterday, I really wanted to go 3.1 just to hit a 5k and when i get six i know i'm going to want to go 6.2 but i'm not so it's like you have to at least i have to delay the excitement for the short-term goal because i know like you can't run 6.2 hard if you want to get to 13 like it's just not going to happen and even when i get to 13 um trying not to run i don't know my legs will feel like back then but try not to go super hard because they still have to come down the ladder 12 11 10 9 8 so that's part's been interesting. Um, and I, again, I've never run more than when I'm on my training block. Usually it's, uh, four days on one day off or three days on one day off. Yeah. Um, but I've never gone 25 days on. Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> woo, it's going to be interesting. I tell you what. Um, and the cool part is for me too, like you're saying your most miles in a month, the most miles I ran, uh, which is actually the last, episode which was in may i ran 164 miles on on uh 26 runs right so this would be 169 miles in 25 so kind of beat that new personal best by a few miles and who knows might have a little something cooked up for the end of the month too if this goes well we might have a little something else to (laughs) throw out there yeah (laughs) You know, I will say, because I was just thinking there is one additional hurdle, which isn't so much uh, 
this is just personal preference. So like one of the reasons I don't really like running on a treadmill is like the scenery is the same. Yep. So the challenge here is that with everyday running, trying to come up with unique routes. Yeah. That way I'm not repeating the same. So like, for example, I have a, like a go-to six mile route out here that I run like in my unstructured schedule, like I run it and no problem, but like, in order to do the five and seven, like, I don't want to repeat that route with shortened. Like it, it, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to see this tomorrow again. So trying to like keep it fresh, you know, maybe instead of starting, you know, going East or West go North and South, which I did go South for one of my runs uh, prior to December, which I, you know, I can incorporate that. But for me personally, just like the little, I guess, pet peeve of like, just trying to keep the routes interesting because you're going to yeah. end up running a lot of miles and like, and also trying to come up with routes that like uh, are, th- you know, 12 or 11 that get yeah. me back home close enough to where I'm not like walking another three miles. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> running in the same area. Um, I mean, it, you live somewhere and you still relatively fresh out there. But for me, I've, you know, we've been here for I've been running here for two years now. So it's like. It, I like that I know instantly, like if I need a five miler, I have the loop. If I need a 10 miler, I have the loop. Um, yeah. But those off numbers, I don't have. So like, right. I don't have a four mile route. <laughs> so like I have to figure it out. And like, yeah, I don't want to keep running the same. Like I have a standard three mile loop that I uh, love. It goes around the, the colleges. Um, it's got an up, a flat, and then a, and then a big down, and then the flat. So it's it's actually nice, but I don't have a four, and I don't want to run the same three and just add one. So right. definitely a a unique challenge in this because, again, even when you're running every other day or or two day breaks, like you can run the same loop and it's not as bad. Right. But if you're running it every day, you're like, all right, and you have to keep. I think we have to keep mentally stimulated, or that if you lose if you lose the headspace in this challenge, um. I think that would be harder than losing your legs, honestly. So, yeah. Oh, man, all good things. Um, what else you got? What else you got to see? Um, let's see here. Oh, oh yes. As I was uh, talking about the Breaking Forward project earlier in the pod, um, since Enrique is here, we can have a, a shout out to him. Let's give a round of applause for Enrique. Oh, thank you. Uh, pace and set up the success. Um, that was that project. It was uh, unique and it was good to actually hit the dang goal and go sub four. Now we just got to do it in a in-person race, you know, in 2023, maybe who knows at this point. Yeah. That has been tough. Like not having, cause like, yeah, I've been itching to do a, a race uh, and just see what, like uh, what, what I could do basically with an yeah. official race. And like we, we texted about, uh, cause I texted you, how I was on a, I went for a 10K and I saw this random person who was like, you know, quarter mile ahead. And I just picked him. I was like, catch him, catch him yep. before then that you have to make a turn because he might, you, he might not be there. And then like, uh, I closed the gap, but I didn't catch him. But thankfully he made the same turn I was going to make. So I was like, all right, cool. Catch him before the next one. Yeah. And I did. And I passed him. And, you know, you talked about how like finding that, that competitiveness, like, uh, within the the game within the game right and like yep. not having official races kind of takes that away from you 
And it sucks because like in official races, that's where you can uh, use that to your advantage to set new PRs. Because yep. you're one of your things, because um, you've had more official races up to your to your name than I have. But like in I believe Surf City or maybe it was uh, Long Beach, but you like, oh yeah, I saw that lady, and like she to her credit, you know, like she was pretty fast. But I was like, all right, stick with her the whole time. Yep, like, exactly. Don't, don't let her get too far. Like that'll help you keep your pace. And then as you got closer to the finish, you know, you pick someone out and you're like, pass them, pass yep. them. Fisher. And that's that game within the game that helps you set those PRs. Cause like you're able to use your competitive nature to your edge of like, you forget all the pain, you forget whatever. And you're literally just trying to win that little mini battle, like pass them. All right, cool. Yep. Pass someone else. And then, so yeah, not having a, a official races kind of sucks. Cause like there aren't people around to like, just pick and like, beat them do that exactly yeah i've uh yeah it's that's so spot on like there's a reason why people usually run their fastest paces in a race right it's just human nature to compete and uh when we're training by ourselves you just don't have that opportunity you're more so fighting against the doubt um you know, the doubt of, do I even need to be running or do I even feel like running versus on race day? Uh, at least for me, when I know I have a race, once I sign up, one, you're invested in it. And yeah. two, it's on the calendar. So you don't want to let yourself down. And then when you get in the moment, like you said, like it just, you, the moment just takes over. And and that's what, <laughs> that's what it's all about. I mean, that's like people, you know, the clutch gene in sports, right? Like, yeah. Uh, I'm just knocking down shots or whatever. And then the game's on the line and people get better. That's, that's kind of the same, same concept. I, I really, I feel good about 2021 having races. I also felt good about 2020 having more <laughs> races. <laughs> uh, but honestly, as the landscape continues to change, um, uh, if someone were to say, you know, would you bet on having races in at least the second half of 2021? I would say yes, but for it's all up in the air. Who knows at this point? Right. Well, cool, cool, cool. Well, thanks for hopping on. Easy, easy. <laughs> it was a pleasure having you on the pod again. As the first guest ever, I gotta get the round of applause. Uh, round of applause. Um, what you call it? Sound effects. Yeah, exactly. Sound effects. <laughs> Had the crowd go crazy. <laughs> Um, oh man yeah this is awesome thanks for having me chris this is awesome there it is so thanks for tuning in to this latest episode of the run these streets podcast i will try to be more frequent than a uh multiple month delay (laughs) things are getting ready got exciting plans for 2021 Don't want to reveal all of them yet, but some exciting plans coming up. But first, of course, is to get through this challenge, December to remember finish strong run challenge thing. (laughs) It's day four. Me and Enrique got a lot of work to do. but One day at a time is the only way we're going to do it. On the next time around, we'll talk how we did it because we're going to do it. We'll talk how we did it and give you a preview for what's coming up in 2021. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Chris Bells, Running These Streets Podcast. We out! <laughs>